What's up? My name's Ayoka, and you're listening to the third episode of Sarcasm and Spice. TikTok is the best and the most toxic social media. Let me tell you why. So it literally went from Vine and Musical.ly, and I gotta admit, Musical.ly was kind of cringy, and Vine, I never really got it. Like, I didn't get that type of humor. And then it was TikTok, and TikTok became huge. Everything just, like, blew up. But here's the problem with it. So it's owned by the Chinese government, and some of the stuff, like, is kind of shady. Not the people themselves, not the people in the country themselves, but just some of the way they manage the app, like, some of it is a little shady. For example, whenever there was blatant racism on the app, like, and some TikTokers were speaking out about it, they got silenced or banned from posting or and going live for no reason. Like, I remember whenever some TikTokers were speaking out about activism and racism that's happening on the app, and they were posting TikToks about that, their videos would get banned and taken down. But then I would come across a racist video, and no one has taken that down. It's still up there. I'm like, what? And plus, why are you taking down videos of people speaking out about racism? Like, why are you trying to silence their voice? It makes no sense. I mean, they're just trying to speak out and spread awareness. But then, whenever there's blatant racism, sexism, and xenophobia, every basically every type, which there is a lot of on TikTok, why do I even have to come across videos like that? Like, they shouldn't be there in the first place. Someone should take it down before it blows up and it goes on my For You page. Like, why do I have to come across that? And it seems as if, as if there can't be, like, a single trend on TikTok without it becoming racist. The How's My Form trends, you already know that one. The, well, if you remember that one college couple that got kicked out of college for the, you know that trend where you make someone and you pour little cups of water into the sink? That one, yeah, they did a very racist recreation of that. And then also even those mean fairy comments that were literally just like lighthearted jabs and like jokes, even those became racist, like. Really, you people can't have a single trend without making it racist. Jill. And then, going back to that college couple that did a very racist trend and TikTok, and, like, what goes through your mind when you post these things? Like, you have the idea, you make it, you remake it, and then it's in your drafts, and then you make the decision to press publish. But really, I've noticed that, like, TikTok, it's the easiest app to blow up on. And people, people do do anything to blow up. And many of the times, the easiest way to blow up is by doing racist stuff. Or really any other type of offensive or disturbing content. The sh- sh- you'll get, like, a real reaction out of your audience. People will be sharing that, duetting it. Like, usually it's not necessarily a positive reaction. Usually it's very negative. But you'll still blow up. So they just want the shock factor. Like... People are shocked, and then it just gets bigger, and that video gets bigger, and they blow up. That's why when TikTok is really one of the easiest apps to blow up on, because most people spend their time on the For You page, 
And really, anyone can get big on TikTok. Whenever people, they'll do something racist in their career, or they get um, kicked out of college for doing it, <sighs> they try to be like, oh, it wasn't my fault. This is an overreaction. They try to just make up excuses, and it's like, you were the one that posted that. No one forced you to do that. You were the one that actually made a decision to do that. And then also, that kind of brings me to this topic, like, whenever people duet racist videos to, like, try to say, this is wrong, don't do this, why are you doing that, like, to be, like, activists, you're just bringing more attention to the video, and you're actually giving them what they want. They want to blow up. And that's how they do it. They just do, they'll do anything for clout. The best thing you can do, I mean, just report the video... And sometimes it is good that you spread awareness and, like, report it and do all that and speak out against it. But then again, sometimes you should just report the video. Don't give them what they want. They just want the clout. Just report the video and move on. Or you could send their video to Black Twitter and someone can find their address and have a little talk with them. But you didn't hear that from me. Also, something else I wanted to talk about was, like, cancel culture. People, though have, like, some racist tweet will resurface from the past, and they'll just make excuses about it. And at the same time, you shouldn't always just be canceling people because you don't know the full story. You don't know how they were. People can grow and change. But then at the same time, I'm a teenager, and I know not to be racist. So how did these people that, when they were 23 or whatever, how did they... How were they being racist? Like, what? And people will try to say, Oh, I was so young. I didn't know better then. Give me some slack. You guys are so mad. They just try to use their age as an excuse. They're like, I'm so young. I didn't know better. But really, it's like, how did you not know better? I mean, I'm a teenager. I know better. But then again, you don't know what situations people grew up in. You know, they might have lived with racist parents or something, and they just grew up with that attitude. I'd also like to point out how cancel culture, it has the potential to make a change, like, for the better, I guess. But it really doesn't, and it can be detrimental whenever you're just canceling people over the smallest, silliest things. Or whenever you say you're going to cancel people. Exhibit A, Shane Dawson. Exhibit B, Jeffree Stars. Exhibit C, lovely peaches, and you don't actually cancel them. It's just like a waste of time, and there's no point to it. But if you actually canceled people who deserve to be canceled, then that's another story. So you never know. You never know the full story. Also, I saw this one clip of an episode from Instant Influencer where James Charles, I think it's like some reality show where people like practice being influencers or something like that. James Charles, he made the contestants do an apology video. Oh my gosh, I was laughing at that. Because you know these influencers, these YouTubers, they cannot last two seconds without getting into some some sort of scandal or drama. They're always at it. Especially, oh my gosh. Well, I'm not going to say who. I don't want to start anything. But you know who. Many of these people, they're always getting into something. Always, always. So, some good things about TikTok. TikTok is the easiest thing to blow up on. Like, if a trend doesn't start on TikTok, then it'll blow up on TikTok. It'll get big on TikTok. But most trends do start on TikTok. 
And like, if you don't have TikTok, then you're kind of out of the loop a bit. And so many songs and artists blew up on there, like Doja Cat, um, Megan Thee Stallion, her song Savage. Oh my gosh, that was huge. And Captain Hook, too. Oh yeah, Charlie D'Amelio, didn't she get like millions of followers in a few months? That was, oh my gosh. And personally, I don't really see anything special about her, but then I don't see why people are hating on her. And then there's the Renegade and the Box. All those songs, oh my gosh. There's so many more I could list, but I can't list them off the top of my head right now. And then, also also something else I appreciate is how, like, some people, they use the platform for activism, to talk about feminism, and spread awareness to issues. Like, social media can literally be such a powerful tool in, like, giving people justice. Like, remember the murder of Ahmaud Arbery? He was a black man that was jogging in this... jogging, and then... Two white men, a father and son duo, killed him for no reason. They just shot and killed him. And then his murderers had been walking around free, and they had not been arrested for, I don't know how many months it was, but I think it was like February or something around that time. But then on social media, I started seeing all these posts about Ahmad Arbery. A bunch of posts, and then suddenly, like everyone was spreading awareness about it, everyone was talking, and then suddenly... His killers were arrested and charged with murder. So social media really can be a powerful tool. My only problem is, like, why were they arrested so late? Why did it take so long for them to arrest? There was literally video evidence. But then again, uh, this is America. Not that I don't love my country, but there are some things that could be improved. Lots of things. And also, it really seems like people try to find any reason to just hate on girls, like on that app too because I remember Visco girls that okay I've got to admit it was very annoying all that and I oop and I oop like can you please shut up I don't care but then at this same and all those oversized t-shirts and scrunchies it was really annoying but then people just started hating on them it's like that's not necessary you don't need to hate on them they're literally teenage girls I don't see the need for some 40-year-old man to be duetting their videos and hating. And then also, like, whenever Charlie D'Amelio blew up, like, people were hating on her so much for no reason at all. Y'all are just looking for any reason to hate. And then also, um, oh yeah, relatable YouTubers. Personally, like, all those YouTubers that, it seems like the YouTubers that really seem to blow up are the ones that are, like, relatable um, you pro- you can probably list a few off your head. Yeah, but, like, to me, I don't really like those relatable YouTubers with, like, millions of followers. I personally don't like them. Their videos, like, they're just not my style, and it doesn't seem, like, that relatable to just have, like, millions of followers. But then, I guess I appreciate how they try to, like, keep in touch with their audience or whatever. And, but... I don't really like all those jump cuts. Like, some people's editing style on YouTube, they just zoom in for no reason, and it's like, you have no actual personality. Your personality is literally your editing style. What are you doing? If they didn't edit like that, no one would watch their videos. They are flavorless. Flavor non-existent. And also something else about relatability, it seems like people, they're talking about mental, like, depression and anxiety. 
a lot to try and seem relatable and like they have problems too. I get and I guess it's good like to remove the stigma and be like more open talking about your mental health. But at the same time, this is the reason why some people like adults and stuff wouldn't take kids and teenagers seriously because they just like make it a joke and try to make it trendy to have depression and anxiety other stuff and then pe whenever people actually have that they aren't taken seriously so that's kind of a bit of a problem is there anything else i wanted to talk about nope i think that's all so i think that pretty much wraps it up for the third episode Thank you for listening. Tune in next time. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like me to talk about, just send them in and I'll answer it and do it. Thanks.